Um, it's kind of crazy uh, when, you know, God's doing something long before you get here. I mean, all week it's been crazy trying to hear what he was saying about what I was supposed to preach this morning. And uh, I can't tell you, I think I changed preaching this morning four different times. <laughs> and so I told Mitch, when he stuck his head in there, I said, I just feel like I'm not supposed to preach. I mean, I'm supposed to preach. And, uh, and I'm not. Well, you go, what am I you doing up here? It's <laughs> a good question. <laughs> but I, I believe this morning is one of those moments that where, I mean, if we can put that up there, one of those moments where God's just saying, it's time to be family. Uh, time to, to just uh, share some things, what this is all about, what, uh, and even maybe interact questions, not maybe, but questions that any of you may have. Uh, it's a family. Um, and this question right here was popped up this morning. What is the purpose of the Sunday morning worship service. We had a, I was a part of an elders meeting last Sunday, and one of the things that the, the crew was trying to do was just really operate as elders and see oversight of what God is saying, where we've been, what's going on, and where we're going. And uh, what was happening was the crew was focusing on where we're going and then work back. And, but, Interesting is, as they prayed, all, each of them, everybody in the room got, except for Jared and I, got two words about specific things. And one of them, uh, Tom was getting in relationship that dwelling place, uh, that, that the body does not understand the structure or identity. Now, not identity individually, but identity of the body. Because it's kind of interesting, the normal quote, uh, church, life as a whole, the identity of a body, of a church, is expressed in its senior pastor, uh, whether we like it or not. Because if you hear, oh, you know, if you hear this progression, you'll hear these progression statements. Uh, uh, oh, this is a really good, awesome church. One of the next questions will be, who's the pastor? And, you know, so you go, Church on the way. Van Nuys, California, for y'all that may be older years. You think, huh, Jack Hayford. You know, you think Bethel. What? Bill Johnson. You know, First Baptist Church of Atlanta, Charles Stanley, you know, all on and on. So what can happen is a body's identity gets expressed in who's the senior pastor. But what God has been doing in Dwelling Place that our identity is not based on an individual, but on Jesus, to be honest with you. Not that all those other churches don't. Now, there's no comparison. The churches, their vision is one thing, and dwelling place's vision is a whole nother. But what's happening is with dwelling place is that it's the Jesus in, in the expression of his body is our identity. And when God does a thing that there's the only one way that it can be described that it is being done is that it's Jesus. Because you can't attribute it to a person. It's the expression of the fullness of Jesus in the body. 
And the leadership structure that you've seen many times spoken, uh, we spoke it for about two years now, it's, it's elders exercising oversight and being an example, not doing the ministry, but oversight, deacons carrying the ministry assignments, and fivefold doing the equipping of the saints. And those assignments, and then you got the, the whole of the body functioning, like this morning, man, it was really beautiful, just really beautiful. And the expression of that. Well, one of the main places that identity of a church gets expressed is in the Sunday morning worship service. So when you come in here, what is the purpose of this time with the leadership? What are we thinking? What's, what is the goal? I really believe this with all my heart. I, I deeply believe this with all my heart. This church could be a church of 1,500 to 2,000 people, without a doubt. Just like that. I'm serious. Just like that. But that's not our call. And they may grow there, but that is not how we do. God has called us to do Sunday morning service. There's a lot of other bodies who are very, very important churches in the New River Valley that have that call, which is really cool. I thank God for those bodies. They are a tremendous blessing to this valley. But we're that one part of the body is, that is kind of has a call. It's, I don't know how to describe it. I don't want to say different because different means it's com we're comparing. But it's sort of like a finger. My forefinger is different than my thumb. It's, it's different. Not that either one is less. In fact, you try to function without these two. <laughs> you know, it's rather difficult. And we're just part of the body in the New River Valley that, that, is, that has a call. Well, I just want to say what the call is. There's four facets to it. And I apologize, I don't have these to print out. This is, so I just want to go through these real quick so that you know when you step in here on a Sunday morning, what we're headed toward. We're not, we're not trying to make it um, a term that gets used this day and time, seeker friendly. We want it to be seeker friendly, comfortable, but we're not trying to market something. We're not trying to say something nice and pretty. Because you know what? I do that all the time in business, trying to do it, make sure everything looks good. But I'll be honest with you, by the time we get to Sunday morning, and I don't know about you, but my, usually my mornings and nights and all the rest of my life is not all perfectly ordered. It gets confusing. But in the confusion and in the sometimes seemingly disorder is beauty. And, and so what seems like this, this service like this morning was total disorder was very perfectly ordered by heaven. And the whole goal is to understand what the order of heaven is at any moment in time. Not only in the service, but how about in our lives? How about when, when there's a diagnosis of some kind of crazy disease? How about 
when there's a loved one who's distracted by addictions? How about when, when some of you like have to go before child services and fight for circumstances and situations? You need to know in the midst of those crazy moments that God is in your midst. Speaking peace, be still. So on a Sunday morning, we like sort of like the Lord was just pressing on my heart. Many times the world comes and he tries to get us out of tune. And that what we do is come in this place to get in tune. We, we hear together what the voice of God is with, from being expressed in each other. And so let me just speak these things real quick. Go to the first one, Amy. To provide a point of gathering for the family of dwelling place and of others who are coming together to celebrate, praise, and give thanks and worship our God. The number one reason why we get together is Him. And to present ourselves to say, you are the King of kings and you're the Lord of lords and we want to worship you. If we, if y'all, if we accomplish one thing, dude, we're, that's success. To present our bodies as a living sacrifice unto him, which is our spiritual act of worship. Go to the next slide and we show you this. Shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful singing. Know that, this is it, y'all. This is it. Know that he himself is God. It is not us who has made this service. <laughs> it is not us who orchestrated it. I had a seminary professor when I was talking to him about spiritual gifts, and he's going, you know, I, I may have shared this with you before, but he goes, yes, uh, you know, I, I went to Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary, and he said, uh, you know, you cannot theologically discredit the existence of spiritual gifts, all the gifts in the Word of God. They're in existence. But me, personally, I do not like to see them operation of a service. And, it, <laughs> and I go, well, how come? And he says, because I feel like I'm losing control of the service. <laughs> I'm God's honest truth. And I, and I, I, you know, I did not want to say anything in dishonor in any way, shape, or form to that professor, but I thought to myself, that's what I've been trying to do. <laughs> Who's Dr. Lee? Do you remember Dr. Lee? Precious man. I mean, a really precious man. Ended up dying of cancer. It was really interesting to me. Um, precious man, though. But it just in all sincerity of his heart, but that's the whole purpose of us to get together so that we know that he is God and we're not. <coughs> you know, it is he who has made us, not we ourselves, but we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Go to the next slide, please. Enter his gates with thanksgiving to his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. For the Lord is good. His loving kindness is everlasting and his faithfulness to all generations. Oh, if we could just... That could be our theological statement for the rest of our lives right there, and you will be cooked in a good way. So our first purpose on Servant Sunday morning is to come together to praise him, to worship him, to give thanks to his name. Amen? Amen. Let's do it. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, yeah come on. Yeah, Lord.
Yeah, yeah, since we're on that, since we're on that, let's do that. Who's got, who's got a testimony of God's goodness this week? Who's got a testimony of God's goodness? Come on. I know somebody. God did somebody. Somebody in here this week. All right, brother. The testimony of God's goodness sometimes is the breaking away of the dross from your heart and cleansing it. Yeah. Anybody else? I graduated from the Eagle's Nest back in 2012, but your message this morning about being all in, when I left here, I was not all in with the Lord. This time I'm here for him, and I'm all in this time. It don't work, bro, if we're not all in. You know? It's like an airplane. It's got one wing trying to go one direction and another wing going in the other. So, anybody else? Uh, this week, God sent someone to buy our home. Uh, we didn't have to list it. Our prayer was, you pick and you send somebody to us, and he did. And the person went home, and that night his phone rang, and it was a real estate agent saying, would you like to sell your home? <laughs> well, yes. Now, you, you can say those are coincidences or, or whatever you want to call it, but to me, that's the goodness of God. Yeah. You know what would be really good if y'all moved to Giles County? That'd be really cool. <laughs> we don't have agreement in this place, I sense. <laughs> Spirit of division, right? <laughs> Get back on worship. <laughs> second reason, second reason. Let's go to the next slide, please, Amy. To provide a loving and restful, this is important. Rich Kennedy spoke this into my heart. To provide a loving and restful and stress-free atmosphere where the body and dwelling place may be spiritually nurtured as a family in God's corporate presence and God's word. Stress-free. Stress-free. Y'all, in fact, uh, Jim Evil and I were talking about this last week, that, uh, that the spiritual atmosphere has been very noisy in dwelling place. Really noisy. In fact, it, it starts to manifest itself physically. A lot of times, back third of the whole church sanctuary can be people talking during worship, which is not cool, by the way. In fact, I will ask you this. If you're going to carry on a conversation during a service, during worship or out, you step out in the, out in the foyer or in the, in the, the rock, you know, 
Because there's other people trying to worship. And so, you know, that's why I like if somebody's trying to ask me a question, I'll step out either there or there to, to, to carry on a conversation or something like that. But that is a fruit. The, 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 real, the real noise is in the spiritual one. And it's got to do with a lot of words that have been spoken over dwelling place. Um, and it's causing noise because, you know, Ephesians 55, not Ephesians, I'm sorry, Isaiah 55, <laughs> 10 and 11, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ephesians got a few more books, you know, uh, chapters. Yeah. yeah. It's alongside the book of Hezekiah. <laughs> so, but uh, Isaiah 55, 10, 11 says, As the rain and snow come out of heaven and do not return there without making the earth bear and sprout, so shall my word be which goes forth out of my mouth. And it says this, It shall not return to me empty except accomplishing the purpose for which I've sent it. So when God sends a word out, it's trying to to take us, a part of us, and bring us back to him. And it, it will not go back. It will not leave. Heaven and earth will pass away, but God's words will never pass away. They're sitting right there. And those words are reverberating the content of what God has said. And if words are not received in faith, they still exist. They're not, they've never been implemented. They still exist, and they're trying to do a work to accomplish the purpose which God sent it. If we don't, it's reverberating. And there's many words that have been spoken over dwelling place that we have not processed. We have not taken the time to say, okay, what is this? We just, y'all, you know what the thing is? We, we hear a word and we go, oh, that's really cool. And then we go on to the next word. But we, this word back here has not yet been fully processed, both individually and corporately. And as a result, we're, uh, there's a lot of noise. Some of it good, trying to accomplish purposes. Some of it is bad. And so... Because, and that's why the stress, and that's why the noise, I just want to say, I just want to say, peace, be still. That's why God, I felt like this morning, said, don't, don't come in here trying to do something. Just, just come in here. Just come in here. How about that? Can we just come in here? Is it enough to just let him walk in our midst? And just let the goodness of him just brush up against us as enough to cause a lady who had the issue of blood to be healed. There it is. I, I, I want to ask something. This is risky, but that's okay. Tell me a word that somebody has heard over dwelling place that you've heard you heard when you heard it, it kind of stuck out. Yeah, Hurtful and not caring. Yeah, that's a negative word. Yeah, yeah. Solitude. That's cool. 
That was a word spoken over the dwelling place. Hurtful, not caring. That would be characteristics of things that we had exhibited that would, re that would result in that kind of declaration where we would want to repent. You know. That, yeah, if you get, if God speaks a word like that, and God would say something like that. He could say something like that. And that would require something to happen. And so, you know, we'd say, God, forgive us. I heard a guy say one time, if you want to see Rick repent, just hang around the dwelling place long enough and you'll hear him repent. <laughs> so, you know, I do, I on behalf of, we just, you know, those points in time where we have been uncaring, not uncaring, just literally the circumstances in our lives cause us to not express the care of God. The solitude. That's a big one. That, that'll take a lot of processing, you know. God, how do we process that? Anybody else? Anything? That dwelling place knows how to love. We'll receive that. And then there, yeah. That would take a whole lot of processing, too. Because how do you express that? I may know how. I know how with Paula a lot. And she kind of reminds me a lot of times <laughs> to express it. So, go to the next slide, please. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. What's this? Let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds, not forsaking the assembling together as the habit of some, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day drawing near. That's what the Sunday morning is supposed to be about. That we not, what Christopher's word is, that we would not be guilty of that. Because, y'all, I'm going to be honest with you. There's a lot of times I'm sitting. In fact, right now, as I look through this congregation, I can see needs being expressed on people's hearts. And you know what the frustrating thing is? Is we get together like this, and we can, it's a, the structure of a service hinders us from getting into those individual spots. Yeah. I hear that word, Christopher. Go to the next slide. What about the unbelievers? Well, the people who are outside. To provide a welcoming, loving, restful, stress-free atmosphere where people from outside dwelling place may experience the realities of God's presence and receive nurturing and empowerment from God's Word. God's presence, God's Word. God's presence, God's Word. Do you see the consistent thing there? God's presence, God's Word. Him. That we don't come in here for an experience, we come in here for him. Liam's got something she wants to share in relationship to that. Don't you, Liam? <laughs> uh, I mean, I just, something that goes around and around in my heart is how much we pick up from the world and we filter even our experience in church through worldly um, practices and standards, you know, just. And the thing that when Rick and I were talking, the thing that came out of my heart that I expressed was, you know, we try to pursue an encounter so that we can become like Christ. When the reality is, the more that we 
uh, pursue Christ and become like him, that glory to glory, the encounter goes deeper. So the very craving of our heart to go into the depths of the Lord and see him manifest in our valley and see him manifest in our lives and our family, that encounter comes from actually pursuing him and his presence. And I think we've perverted, um, the church has, like this is not, this is like a big sweeping body of Christ. I feel like we have, what Rick was talking about, miscarried the word of God. You know, we try to use grace to make our lives better when grace was to make us walk like Christ in our lives. You know, glory to glory is about becoming more like him, less of me and more like him, and yet we pursue trying to be more glorified in the world and be more um, recognized in the world for glory when it's his glory that we're supposed to be giving. So it's just those things of realigning. Instead of pursuing the encounter, it's pursuing him. And as we pursue him, that's when the glory of the Lord is upon us. And, um, you know, in Isaiah it says, kings come to our rising. And I just, I believe that that's the place that if we pursue him, I think people will just walk through the door because they can see, they can see him, which is he draws all people onto him. We're just supposed to be face to face with him. You know, uh, we want this to be a place that where people are getting saved. And I've, many leaders I've said, I've heard, had to say to me, well, if it's church as a church of the Holy Spirit moving and signs and wonders and gifts of the Spirit are occurring, it won't, it, the, the unbeliever will not feel safe in there. But, you know, when I read 1 Corinthians 14, which I believe that's what the standard of which we're to use, it says when, you, when a, an ungifted or an unbeliever comes in and, and you all prophesy, it says the secrets of our heart are disclosed and he'll fall on his face declaring certainly God is among you. Yeah. And that is where, to me, it's where really real salvations occur. It's in, in, in a corporate way. And I know passions of like Joe is to see um, at the heart of evangelism on this, in this church that we're, we're really experiencing the realities of God. And I'll be honest with you, the number one place that where people, are, I believe, should get saved is not on a Sunday morning, but is out there. Yeah. I had a really cool opportunity, and I know we're in close shop here. Yesterday, we had our first wedding at Kairos. And it was a guy and his wife who had lived together the last 20 years. He was doing the construction at, dwell, at a Kairos. He was working a part of the construction crew and doing the bathhouse and building the yurts and, and building the wedding venue. And he, you know, and I'd just been ministering Jesus into him. And he did side work for us out of Kairos. And I'd just been ministering Jesus with him, you know, just all the time. And, uh, and he calls me one day and he says, Rick, uh, do you do weddings? And I go, yeah. Now, this is a guy I know. He's got three kids, you know, and he's been with the woman he's with. I didn't you know, know the details about what was going on in his life. I just knew, you know, he's with this lady. Sarah, and so uh, for 20 years. So anyway, so he, he says, and he starts to ask me questions about me doing marriages, and I said, well, I don't charge, you know, that's whatever, you know, and, and all this stuff, and so he, uh, he, he goes, I said, who's the one you'll get married? And I'm thinking he's got maybe a son or something like that. He's got a son going to college. He says, well, I do. 
And I go, really? He said, yeah. I say, well, well, Draper, you know if I'm going to do a wedding, it's going to be about Jesus. And you got to do keep marriage counseling with me. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I want to tell you this. It was, it was a super fun wedding for me to do. I mean, to be with a bunch of people who not many of them knew Jesus there. But you know what? It was so cool. I mean, it was so cool. I told Paul when I got him, I said, that was one of the funnest weddings I ever have done. It was, it was a fun. It was just fun. Just speaking to Jesus. And I mean, he keeps coming up to me and says, man, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And I, you know, I, I wish I could tell you he has totally confessed Jesus as Lord. I know, but he hadn't yet. But he will yet. He will yet. If he ain't already. He's just really a sweet guy. And his wife was just like, I just go, God, that is so cool. Last statement. While we gather together on Sunday morning to provide a welcoming, loving, restful, safe, and stress-free atmosphere where people may practice and develop their ability to hear God's voice, feel his spiritual promptings, and see how God moves. Senses trained to discern good from evil. That we can, you have an opportunity to hear and feel and see God at work. So that when you're at work, you're going, God, are you doing something? Are you doing something? Are you doing something here? On a construction site. Are you doing something? While you're weed eating, cutting, you know, yesterday when I was getting everything ready for that wedding, you know, while you're weeding or driving a lawnmower. God, what are you doing? You know, he works in the middle of a lawnmower. Not in a lawnmower, but, you know, alongside a lawnmower. He works in crazy places and crazy things. And so what better place to learn how to do it with family? How to hear feel and see his presence. That is why. And I just want to speak these to provide a, a point of gathering for the point of dwelling, the family of dwelling place and others who are coming together to celebrate, praise, and give thanks and worship to our God. To provide a loving and restful and stress-free atmosphere where the body of dwelling place may spiritually be spiritually nurtured as a family in God's presence and God's word. To provide a welcoming and loving, restful, stress-free atmosphere where people from the outside, the family of dwelling place, may experience the realities of God's presence and receive nurturing empowerment of God's word. And to provide a loving, a welcoming, loving, and restful, safe, and stress-free atmosphere where people may practice and develop their ability to hear God's voice, feel his spiritual promptings, and see how God moves. That's really cool for somebody failed freshman English three times. <laughs> right, Burby? <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's what God does, y'all. Bill, come here. You're younger than me, boy. <laughs> Got a question. So I'm sure it fits in one of the four. Um, discipleship. And also in... in also connectivity outside of the body where it's not just it's a one day club where it's like alright we're all here and then nobody knows nobody interacts nobody you know like it needs to have a 
the community can't just be here. It's got to be in each other's lives and spread throughout that. Amy, would you mind going back to the very first statement? Very first title page. Bill, what Bill has done is ask, I knew that was going to come and I should have already answered it before. And thanks, Bill, for bringing it up. What I just talked about was what is the purpose of a Sunday morning worship service. What Phil has just brought up is that a church is a whole lot more than a Sunday morning worship service. In fact, really at some point in time in the future, Phil's question really is the question of questions. In fact, I believe that the purpose of dwelling place as a church is to present every man complete in Christ. That involves discipleship. Paul makes this statement, for with this purpose we labor and strive that we may present every man complete in Christ. That's discipleship, which Sunday morning can be a part of, but it's not it exclusively. And that's what Phil's talking about. And I'm going to say this, y'all. Sunday morning is not dwelling place. Dwelling place is so much more. If it is, then we've got problems. We've got problems. Thanks for bringing that up, Phil. I hear a voice. Great. Question. Um, if Thank these you, four are like what we're aiming at and the goal for Sunday morning, what is the role of leadership? What is the role of the body? What, is, what are our roles in order to aim at those four? Burby? <laughs> That's a great question, Jeff. That's a great question. That's the goal for everybody of the corporate thing with these four things. Uh, what's the role of the body? What's the role of the leadership? The leadership is to provide a safe place, exercise the authority that God has given us, beginning with elders, deacons, and, and uh, fivefold, to provide a safe environment for that to function. That's the purpose of authority, to protect, to build up. And so, yeah. And then what's the purpose of the body? Is to function within the spheres of that, of that authority, underneath that authority. And one of the things that dwelling place is constantly doing, like Mitch did this morning, express, express the character of God. So it was an invitation to function there. We have, uh, we have moderators for inviting people that are hearing from God in specific things uh, to come and sound it out. Um, and you know when we just open, you know when it's silent, y'all. That that's an invitation. The worship team, like Danielle and them, they well, I really appreciate it. Is that there was points of time in silence that they, the music went down. That's an invitation for for things to flow. And I, you know, like tongues, interpretation, prophecy, words of words would have come forth. I know that's what. If you notice the leadership, we've asked that moderators not to interrupt the worship team. Because the worship team is perfectly capable of hearing the voice of God. And so we're, we've extended the authority to the worship team. So, great question. So, any other questions? I know we got child care workers back there. Good. They need some help. I wish we had a whole other couple hours sit here and talk. And I'd love to answer, just to hear all these questions. I'd like to answer them 
more in depth. Those are, I apologize, Bill, that you, your question has so much to answer, and Joe's also. So, can we pray and uh, close shop? Anything else? Anything else? Say? I would just encourage you that um, the whole reason that we're on this whole series of growth, you know, we've been talking about foundations. We'll be hitting indicators in the fall. I mean, and uh, towards September, but we're still expressing this area of growth because this is what we want to grow into and we're still growing into these things and and believing that god's going to help us to grow up into all aspects unto him and so you know some of these uh times are i think this morning is designed to help us grow like grow and how to walk with one or how to discern the lord how to discern those things and so i just want to encourage you in that continue the process of growth you know continue this process with us and so um I just want to circle back about worship. Um, remember at the beginning, I said, would you like to join my manifesto? Remember that? I don't know. Maybe you guys weren't here yet. But yes, thank you for joining my manifesto. The beginning, I said like that I don't really believe in worship generating an atmosphere because I believe that our hearts just engage with the Lord. You know, like, yes, the fruit of, of worship is an atmosphere, but it's not that that pulls us into worship. We choose and I just wanted to say what happened today wasn't because um, we were, you know, playing really great. It wasn't because of an atmosphere. What happened today is because you all did that. You all chose to enter into the Lord's presence. You all chose to worship him with your hearts. And that's what happened. And I just I thank you. And also just good job. And, you know, just to get, get the mystery out of it, you know, like. It's not this, it's, it's, it's you and your heart and your choices to honor the Lord with your heart. So just wanted to say that. I would, I would answer that question Joe said, you know, what's the body's responsibility? Come prepared to love on God. Come prepared to worship. Come prepared in your heart. And obviously we all, we all have those you know, things in and out of our distractions and this and the other, but really come in. Like Rick said, come into the sanctuary prepared to see the King of Kings. And declare that he's the Lord of Lords. And so, you know, that's going to be part. Be ready to hear. Maybe the Lord will put something on your heart. Maybe the Lord put something on your heart. And, oh, man, she just left. Is Melissa around? Melissa Kennedy. Melissa Kennedy had a, she had a word this morning. I was going to let her share. She, um, is there, can I, can I ask this question? I know that we're, I want to pray for you. Um, are we, do we have any college graduates? Because I'm not sure we're going to get this a chance next week with y'all. Because I'm, all right. Come up here. I want you to come up. Anybody else graduating? College? We, we might do it next week, see if anybody else can. <laughs> She's like, yes. <laughs> Tell everybody who you are and uh, what you're Shannon Rogers, and I'm graduating from Virginia Tech this year, and next year I'll be doing an internship with Kyle Alpha Campus Ministries. Oh, awesome. awesome. So as we close, I want to pray for her, but as we, uh, I'd like for some of the other, uh, Jared, some of these other guys from college uh, ministry aspects, I want you to come up and pray. Anybody else that feels free, feel free as well. So, Lord, we just thank you for this morning. I want us to go have the 
uh, prayer teams. If we can just have a few people up here to pray afterwards. Just felt like from the response earlier, felt like there were several people that maybe came and, and knelt and, and responded, but you might need to speak and talk that out. Um, maybe you didn't get a chance to talk that out or speak that out. So I'm, I'm just going to have some men and women here that can walk that out with you. So, Lord, we thank you for Shannon. Thank you for, God, just the things that you put before her, Lord. Lord thank you that you blessed us as a body with her, Lord, these uh, last several years and a uh, couple of years that, that you've been doing a work in her, Lord, as we've just been able to see it, watch it, Lord, even even from a Sunday morning perspective. But, Lord, thank you for the, even the, the things you put on her heart for Chi Alpha and for next year. And we just ask in Jesus' name, God, the things that are before them and as a, as a ministry, as a campus ministry, continue to bless, declare kingdom over them. God, we thank you for, uh, Lord, uh, just the, the leadership there. And we just bless them. Thank you for Shannon. Just kind of bless the, the feet, the, the, the footsteps, Lord, God, that she's taking these steps, Lord, that you're going to meet her in that place. With every provision, with every uh, place that she needs uh, um, to walk, that you would provide, that you would just empower and encourage her, so we bless her, and we just want to set her, just pray and declare over her as a body, God, that well done, and well done, and, and uh, so we just thank you for her in Jesus' name, amen, amen. So I just want to encourage you, come find some prayer this morning, if you have a word that you needed to share with somebody, share that word before you leave, and go in the grace of God.